Microphone check. Let's go! That looks good. Mmm, cheers, bro. Wow, that's strong. Hello, everybody. This is Kurt Pruitt from the Thoughts Inside Our Head podcast, joined with me, Colby Berg, uh, the true master in crime, the true mastermind behind this podcast, the man, the myth, the legend. Colby, how are you doing, man? I'm doing great. When he says mastermind behind this podcast, he literally means... He came up with the idea. Yeah, that's about it, though. KP, along with our interns, pretty much handle everything else, so shout out to them, shout out to KP. It's, uh, he's even hosting this one again. We figured last one went pretty well, um, so I, I made the trip southward. Uh, once again, and so we are broadcasting live from, <laughs> as he looks at the notes on the, on the, <laughs> broadcasting live from Bluffdale, aka Sleepless in Bluffdale, we aka are Point of the Mountain. broadcasting live from Jameson's Nursery. It's beautiful, it's lovely, it looks like a Pinterest board. Um, another side note is you heard me crack something open. Colby is having me try the Adrenaline Shock Smart Energy Drink. Zero sugar, natural caffeine. Essential aminos, BCAAs, and electrolytes. Don't forget the ocean minerals, dude. There's ocean minerals in here. It tastes like dolphin. Um, <laughs> the thing is, so it's 300 milligrams of caffeine. <laughs> We're going to be doing an experiment to see how hyper we are by the end of this uh, show. But another thing is, I've already taken pre-workout, which is 250 milligrams. And then I already had another daddy juice, a.k.a. one of my little uh, lemonade rock stars. That's 160. So I'm going to be shooting at about, see, that's... 250, 350, 600, 760 milligrams by the end of this. Yeah, if you guys hear any like explosions or anything, that's Kurt randomly getting up and just running through a wall just because he can. So in the 70s and 80s, they did cocaine, but the Thoughts Inside Our Head podcast is a lot of caffeine. Fueled by caffeine. The story behind Adrenaline Shock, shout out to Betsy Flint, shout out to Chase, reverse shout out to Chase because he just called me. Sorry I didn't answer, dude, but uh, we've got things that's to do why. here. Um, uh, Adrenaline Shock kind of sponsored Betsy, I think, and they gave her a ton of drinks. And when I was in California over the summer... Um, they had a ton extra and they, they hooked me up with some as pre-workout and, uh, it's honestly way good. The waterman flavor, watermelon Wait, is great. Is this considered a pre-workout? I don't know. I think so. Oh. Heck, it's got caffeine. Who cares? <laughs> That's true. Um, yeah, we are, shout out to them sponsoring Betsy, but I want everyone to know they for sure sponsored us. This isn't a free plug. Shout out to the people at Adrenaline Shock. Um, it's really good. It's really tasty. It's a little tart. Not going to lie. A little tart. But so are all energy drinks. So. Sometimes you need a little kick in the butt, and sometimes that comes in the form of tart, dude. Yeah, that's very true. I'm buzzing. And why I laughed at the notes is because first note Colby has in our in our notes is classic intro small talk, LOL. <laughs> so uh, here we are, small talk, <laughs> dude. What you been up to? What's the latest? Um, we did a lot, right? Since the last time, not really. It's actually been a week. We're, we're jumping back on pretty quick. Uh, we, we got a good we got a good thing going. The people uh, are clamoring for more, so we couldn't resist. Yeah, there was a lot of good reactions. A lot of good of um, not of a lot of good um, interaction and stuff from the fans from our last podcast. So thanks for listening. Thanks for sticking with us. Uh, we're getting one out to you really quick. Maybe this one won't take me three days to edit. A freaking intern quit on us last week, so I had to jump in and edit a few things. So um, we're going to see if the new guy can do it. If he can't, I'll have to get this one done and out quickly. So. Yeah, it's kind of weird. I've been like having to go outside with sunglasses on and stuff just so people don't recognize me because things are kind of blowing up. I know. And it's going to be real weird when winter comes and it's going to be dark and stuff. I'll still have to wear sunglasses. So anyway. Um, <laughs> Mine's different. I don't have to wear a mask, but I have to get one of those buzzer things that smokers talk through and make them sound like robots because my voice is so distinguished and understand it. Yeah, like you, you, can you hear and Miley who, Cyrus. They can hear who I am. 
Um, okay, so, small talk. Anything else you want to cover? No, What man. have you been up to? What have you done? Name one fun thing you've done since the last time we talked. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I've played a lot of pickleball, um, which has been great. I went to a haunted house. It's Halloween time. We're going to get to that in a second, but I went to Nightmare on 13th. Honestly, it was a fun time. Not super scary. That's the second time I've been to that one. It's not not the scariest of things, maybe because... Well, let me guess. Haunted this- houses are meant for ninth graders, I know, but when you're uh, 30 and... You know, still going on dates and stuff. Sometimes it's a fun thing to do. So we hit that up. And uh, what else? I swear. I have a question about this haunted house. Is this the one that literally every haunted house you go to, someone's like, you know, hey, you know, you have to sign a waiver at this one because they can actually touch you. No, but when you're waiting in line, everybody's like, we should have gone to this other one. You know that one in Sandy Hills? Because <laughs> there, if you sign a waiver, they will touch you. Yeah. I think it's it's one of those things. Honestly, I have a thing about haunted houses. We're just going to jump into it right now. Okay. Okay, shout out to all those fine um, employees of haunted houses everywhere. I know 99.99% of you are, are correct in the head. You don't have issues and uh, you're up and up human beings. But I always fear, dude. It's this fear that resides in the back of my mind that uh, just, the, you know that someone eventually is going to be off their rocker just a little bit. And that person that's off their rocker is an employee at a haunted house. And maybe they want to be the clown with the chainsaw. But instead of it being a fake chainsaw or a chainsaw without a blade, they had a bad day. Who knows? Maybe they lost their wallet. Maybe their girlfriend or boyfriend broke up with them. Maybe their dog died. Maybe their dog died. Maybe their dad said they didn't love him. And then they have to go into work. They hate the world. This is getting a little dark, but it's Halloween. We need to be a little spooky here. So cue the Halloween music. And that fateful day, dude, puts the blade of the actual chainsaw on. And he goes out with a bang, man. It's either a knife or a chainsaw, and they just start hacking to death. They start chopping limbs, and, uh, you know, you're not going to flinch, obviously, because when you're a dude, you're walking through the haunted house. You have to be the tough guy. You can't flinch at stuff. Chances you've got, you know, some some fine lady on your arm, so you have to be the man and not, not freak out until your arm is halfway off because the freaking chainsaw, you know, starts cutting through it, and everything smells like burning flesh, and at that point, it's too late. What are your thoughts? I'm not going to lie, man. I'm pretty bad in those situations when flight or fight kicks in and I know it's not a real serious situation because I'm the first one out the door. Um, there was an instance where we did, it wasn't a haunted house, but we did a, it was Alcatraz escape from some bus. It was one of those escape room things, but you're in a bus and we were down to the final few seconds. My mother and Emily were in there with me and I kicked the door down and I ran out and left them both behind. So. Okay, but this is the thing, dude. So imagine yourself walking through the haunted house. Everybody's jumping, everybody's doing this, and the chainsaw guy comes for you first. Yeah. But in the back of your head, you know it's just a regular chainsaw guy that actually doesn't have a blade on it. Right. Until it's cutting through your arm and then it's too late. Oh, that's what you're saying. That's what I'm saying is you think it's, because obviously you're not going to flinch because you know or you would not expect it to be a psychotic human being, a psychopath, but at the same time. Okay. First of all, sorry, halfway off. sorry for completely answering your question wrong. I was actually adding notes to our notes. Um, so that's bad Gosh. podcasting on me. Second of all, um, if I get something like, I don't know, I feel like I want to know if there's a blade on that thing or not. Okay, so okay, that's fine. But in haunted houses, there's more than just the chainsaw guys. There's the guys right. that carry around the axes. So, there's the guys that carry around the knives. All I'm saying is I'm surprised this hasn't happened more for how dicked up our society is. And I'm not trying to be pessimistic, I love our world, but you just think that that's going to happen eventually, and I'm surprised it hasn't. 
I'm not gonna lie, that's the last thing in my mind when I'm in a haunted house. It's 100% the first thing on my mind. You know I'm not gonna flinch. I didn't flinch one time the oh, entire time I was going through. Okay. Ask my date. You can you can ask her. But all I'm saying is either your ego dies because you flinch, or you die because you don't flinch and you should be. Truly the deadliest game of chicken. <laughs> <laughs> It is the where chicken gets real. Um, no, I I think you're a little a little paranoid for thinking this is gonna happen. Have you ever heard anything bad happening at a real haunted no. house? No, well, actually, yes. So one time Here we in go. Texas, uh -huh. supposedly there was this guy that literally grabbed a kid and started like I guess chopped him up and was eating him, and they heard the kid screaming. Stop! I'm not eating kidding. him. I'm not kidding. And Stop. the kid died before it was too late. No. I'm, I'm looking it Sourcing. up right now. Sourcing. I'm looking it up right now. I heard it was a rumor, dude. I heard it in line at Nightmare on 13. No. Okay. I, yeah. Look. I think the exact same story. That's the exact same story as, hey, we should go to this other haunted house because they let you, they grope you or whatever the hell they're saying. I should have done my research ahead of time. Yeah. I didn't know the conversation was going to come to this. We did not schedule this in the notes, but now I gotta find out. 100. There's no way that a dude they would shut down every haunted house if some dude just started eating a kid. Oh, teen charged with killing man he thought cut line at Haunted House. Okay, that's not it. Okay, that's fine. Nope. That's classic nope, America. Nope, you nope, try and nope, cut me nope. off, I'm gonna kill you. Nope. Um, let's see. Let's see what else. Um, man shot and killed. I guess some guy cut. So, the leading <laughs> story is some guy cut in line and somebody shot him. So, yeah, shout out to the Second it. Amendment. Yep. Um, which I am in support of. Yeah, you gotta... Protect but your line. I, I, I may have to do some research. We might have to throw this in at the end. Here's All the thing. I know, this is all I'm saying, as I haven't, aside from this one event, I haven't heard of it happening, and I don't think about that necessarily as I'm going through the haunted house. I'm just saying that that is a thing that could happen. I'm surprised it hasn't. People shoot up movie. Uh, this is getting real dark, but people like they shoot, shoot up, up movie, movie theaters. theaters. They you. do a bunch of crazy stuff. Like people are sick in the head. But for whatever reason, this is the perfect, like, this is the perfect situation for someone who's very mentally unstable to do something really jacked up. And aside from this one instance, which may or may not be true, I'm surprised it hasn't happened. I'm more worried about, and I'm sure this happens a lot, but like the, the sexual harassment and groping and stuff like that at a haunted house versus someone actually killing somebody. You know they're a cop and feels, whether you're a guy or a girl, like... Especially these guys, you know these dudes, and no offense to these type of people. See, I didn't want to go into these kind of people, but they kind of scare me. You know they're a little bit off. They're a little bit strange. They're people who love, they love the, like, theater. And I'm a theater kid, so I'm not trying to, like, talk down on them. But they're the people that, like, never got over their, their acting classes, and they just love to get into character. And they don't get a lot of action on the side. And they're 35 years old. And they're copping feels. That's what I'm worried about. This is the thing, though, is they would never do... Okay, if they... This is the thing, is there's consequences if you cop a feel in a place where you haven't signed the waiver. Like, the boyfriend is absolutely going... Well, any boyfriend worth his salt is going to obviously deck that kid, right? Take him down. Yeah, but they're little, good at it, dude. Inside. They're little slippery snakes coming the, in. No, because the, the girl would freak out. The girl would freak out. A brush here, a you grab can't touch. There. No, you can't touch them. And if they do, the girl would freak out, and then there's obviously a confrontation there. But when you're coming at somebody with a knife... I mean, you want there to be consequences. You you know you're going out with a bang. That's true. At that point, if you're coming at someone with a real knife, it's all or nothing. Is that what exactly. you're saying? That's what I'm saying. It's like, you know there's going to be consequences. All right. I'm just saying, if we added up a list of how many violent crimes there were at these fake haunted houses and how many sexual crimes take place at these haunted houses, it would be 10 to 1 sexual crimes. I'm not going to say I disagree. All I'm saying is the one with greater consequences. I'm not saying it should happen more. <laughs> I'm just surprised that it doesn't happen more. <laughs> because I think of, and when it comes down to it, just like you said, I think of all the kids from high school that 
would end up being the sort of person that would be willing to be a cast member in yeah. a haunted house. And I feel like every single one of those kids that I can envision, probably un- for better or for worse. I mean, I just think of the Joker. Honestly, I think of the Joker. Not, yeah. I mean, the one that recently came out with uh, what's his name, Joaquin Phoenix. With Joaquin Phoenix, like I just think of that person that had that kind of past acting in a haunted house. If you haven't seen Joker with Joaquin Phoenix, do it and then go watch something funny after because you're gonna want to. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Why aren't there more Joker Joaquin or Sunny? I guess his name's Sunny, right? I don't know. Or Happy. It's Happy. Is it? Oh yeah, it's Happy. Anyway, shout out to uh, to the I guess dark fears that reside in the back of our souls. I'll be honest. I'll still go to a bunch of haunted houses. I know it's just like you know you what drive was, in a car. What was the COVID situation like there? What were their precautions? Uh, you did have to wear a mask. So I'm eating a mento. Shout out to Carl Carl for the mento and the caffeine. What flavor are we at? uh, I don't know. We got a few different ones, but... Okay. um, It was a little weird. You had to wear a mask in line, and then you're supposed to wear a mask throughout, which, um, you know, you do, and it's it's whatever, but it was a good time. Speaking of good times and Halloween, Cole, what are you... What's what's your October looking like? What's your favorite thing about this time of year? Dude, I love the leaves changing. Honestly, I'd say the colors. Yeah. Like, that's my favorite thing. Um, we said this last time, I'm a big summer guy, but there's something special about the leaves changing, getting up in the mountains. We both kind of have cabins up uh, near the Smith & Morehouse Reservoir and, and the Quakies, the way they change up there. And even up the big Cottonwood Canyon, or up the, con- bleh, 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 up the Cottonwood Canyons. Yeah, up the Cottonwood It's so nice. Canyons, yeah. So I think that's probably my favorite thing because it is a precursor to winter and cold and, and no sun, which I'm not as much of a fan of, but, you know. Yeah. Um yeah, the, the colors changing is great. I just love this time of year. Reminds me of a lot of good memories growing up. Um, the brisk the brisk air is fun. I love wearing, you know, like jackets, hoodies, or whatever. Um, and I just love, I don't know what it is. It might be having a kid, even though he's not even a year old. But I'm getting so stoked on holidays as they come up now. Like, I'm such, I'm in the Halloween mood. I want to decorate our house, and it's the weirdest thing. So, um, I just like. You want to like, come decorate mine? <laughs> I yeah. actually put three pictures up for the first time ever. Nice. Dude, yeah. I was going to say, yeah, I can bring some spray paint. We can we can decorate <laughs> that. Um, anyway. Grass is greener after yeah. dark. <laughs> yeah, we'll plug that at the end. Um, no, I just like the idea that everyone's into being like, I, I want to be on edge. I want to be a little spooked out this you know, time yeah. of year. It's really fun. Um, always good to have thematic movies, like a, a certain theme of a movie. It doesn't even have to be scary movies, but movies about Halloween are always fun. Shout out Disney Plus, going back and watching all the old ones, like Halloween Town and Hocus Pocus. Did not age well, but still a fun time. I mean, they're, they're definitely low budget, but um, they're a good time. So, yeah, just, just the being festive. Did you ever see Insidious? Yeah. I don't think, I saw Insidious like three, two or three on a date, like in 2012, and then... A couple days ago, I was with somebody and we watched Insidious, and honestly, not a fan. Not, wasn't super creepy. Not that good. It was either. like the acting wasn't good. The story was okay. Like there were some good elements to it, but there are a lot of holes. And I'm not a big like I'm 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 pretty easily entertained. Yeah. And uh, I mean, it was fun just because you know it's it's fun to be kind of spooked out and yeah. you know that kind of thing with the date. But like at the same time, it's like I would say I wish we would have picked a different movie. The best movies in that vein, like the Insidious vein. Um, would be the new Conjuring movie. Well, they're not new anymore, but like Conjuring 1 and 2 are really good. Um, if you're looking for something that's full on... Anytime I think around, of Conjuring, I just think like Wizards and Harry Potter. Yeah, conjure but up these like are like, you know, Conjuring demons right, and things right. like that. Yeah, but not Conjuring like a Patronus, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, no, uh, but if you want something that's full on going to just like freak you out, I would say Hereditary is 
by far the scariest movie I've ever seen. I haven't seen it. I'm still, I'll still freaking stand for The Ring, man. The Ring's great, dude. I don't know. Good story. It holds up. It's yeah, a good it holds story. Up. Good story. Tight, tight script. Seven days. Yeah. S- seven days. Thank you. More whispering. Um, no, we might, we might have to get it on The Ring. That'd be fun. Um, do you have any plans for October 31st? Dude, so my family, we've, we're planning on going up, like my extended family. We've got a cabin and uh, it's honestly way fun to be up there, just like we said in the fall. So there's a possibility that that's obviously Halloween's, I think it's a Saturday or Friday, isn't it? I think it's a Friday. It's over that weekend. So there's a possibility that I go up there. Um, but at the same time, if I end up sticking down here for one Saturday. reason or another, it is Saturday, Saturday the 31st. So I might be up there away from everybody. Um, I went to a few Halloween parties last year and I'm not the Grinch necessarily, but sometimes they get a little bit old. Um, so I might escape to, uh, to the mountains, but I don't know. It's not, not completely set in stone yet. Do you have a costume idea if you are in town? So if I'm out of town at the cabin, some of you may know that I'm kind of into these polar plunges, shout out T-Car, where basically you jump in really cold water and just relax in there for three minutes. And relaxing is a bit of a, it's a tough term. Where you focus on trying to breathe. Where you breathe and stuff. And it's kind of fun. We talked about the benefits of this in past conversations. And it's just kind of fun to do stupid stuff. But we have a thing at my cabin where the goal is to cross off all the months. There's a river right out the backside. And it gets like, I swear it's sub 32. Like it freezes over and like. Yeah. We dove in it for the ALS. Yeah, we did. Ice bucket That was in like August. And so when October and November rolls around, it is cold as can be. And so the plan is we have to knock off October and November, check it off the list. And so it'd be a dip at midnight. And so you get both, you get October and November checked off at the same time. So if it's uh, my Halloween costume will be a swimsuit and really cold water. Um, if I stick up there, if I come down, I don't know, I'm probably because I'm 30 and uh, still dating, I figured, you know, not growing up, I feel like a lost boy. So maybe I'll, I'll dress up as a lost boy. Shout out to Rufio. Shout out to Hook. Shout out to Peter Pan. Um, but yeah, I don't know. What about you? Um, yeah, we do have a plan. We don't know if it's going to take place or not. We're just trying to get it together. But I am going to be Elliot. Jamie is going to be E.T., the extraterrestrial. And Emily is going to be Drew Barrymore's character. I forget the name, the little sister. But more or less, what we'll do is I'll have the little strap, ergo baby thing on with Jamie in it. Have him look like E.T., and we'll put a little basket around him and handlebars from a bike so it looks like we're on a bike. I'll have the red hoodie on. Emmy will have the overalls holding the flower pot. Pretty simple, cut and dry, but getting excited for this, you know, three family like gimmicks we can do. Yeah. So um, first one with the kid, it'll be fun. I mean, he's not going to remember it, but I'm going to remember it. So He'll be stoked on the pictures eventually. Yeah. Dude, that's fun. I feel like... Uh... Kids are great as props for, for Halloween. Like That's all they're good they, for. They mean more than that, obviously, but uh, they make mean props. So shout out to that. I think that'll be great. I'm stoked to see it. So, yeah, man. But leading up to it, all the Halloween festivities, are it's, it's a good time. I'm excited. Yeah. Um, shout out Halloween. Shout out traditions. Shout out colors changing. All right. Colby, let's shift gears here a little bit. Let's talk music. All right. So... I'll give some background here. Give a little context, a little color. Colby texts me out of the blue one day. Dude, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> you know something's coming. Yeah, and I'm like, what? He's like, did you hear Machine I, first Gun? First of all, I hate that I said this. I hate that I actually typed this out it's as, crazy. as preface. Did you hear Machine Gun Kelly's new song? <laughs> and I'm like, who? 
And he's like, that dude that had the rap beef with Eminem that's, you know, some weird white rapper, SoundCloud rapper, basically. No, why would I listen to him, Colby? And he says, because, dot, 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 it's actually kind of good. <laughs> and I question mark it, and he says, just listen. So, Colby, fill me in. Why, why would I have to listen to this song? Or now album. So the song that I was referring to is a song titled Forget Me Too uh, by Machine Gun Kelly, featuring uh, a lot of people's secret crushes out there, Halsey. And uh, no, dude, it's, it's, so, it's so weird. I don't know how I happened to cross it. I don't even know what happened. I think I was looking at like New Music Daily or something like some playlist on iTunes. And I remember in 2018, like there was this big beef between Machine Gun Kelly or some rapper and Eminem. And I ended up watching the video. I think it's called Rap Devil or something. And it was like, I was like, this guy's this white dude from Cleveland, all tatted up. You think he's wearing a shirt, but it's straight tats. And uh, he actually like put together, I mean, say what you will about his voice, but like some pretty clever lines, some pretty clever bars. And and then I was like, I heard that he went on tour with State Champs and Fall Out Boy after that. And I like, that didn't make any sense to me. Obviously, State Champs, Fall Out Boy, we know they are, you know, more pop punk. Shout out to old school Fall Out Boy. But uh, anyway, so I was like, oh, what the heck? Like, he's featuring Halsey. Halsey's, you know, pretty good. So we'll check this song out. I push play. And before I know it, I'm bobbing my head and I can't believe it. Because I think that song might be the most, like the epitome of pop punk instrumentally. Like, it's bob your head. It's fast music. It's make you want to pogo a little bit. Put a little pep in your step. And I was pretty shocked. And honestly, Machine Gun Kelly's voice is pretty bad. Like, we'll be honest. Like, yeah. we can get into that in a minute. But uh, the music, the instrumentals were so good. And then Halsey comes in and, and pretty much kills it. And it's, it's a super catchy song. Like, the melody's great. Um, the harmonies are great. And I'm like, what in the world? Like, this doesn't make any sense. How, like, this is rapper turned pop punk guy. Like, I got sucked down a crazy black hole. And apparently, he's been blowing up. Like, I don't spend a ton of time on threads, but... Do you know why he did pop punk? Is he a fan of it growing up? So apparently, he was a big fan of bands like Taking Back Sunday, like Fall Out Boy, like Blink-182, Travis Barker, Blink-182's drummer, drummed the entire album. Um, he tracked the entire album, excuse me. So um, yeah, it's super fun, honestly. And I, so I ended up listening to the whole album. There's a few not so great songs. There's a few really good songs. Uh, Burt from The Used is on one. Some dude named Youngblood from the UK who... I watched a few music videos and I couldn't tell if he was a chick or a dude for the longest time. Not that it necessarily <laughs> matters. I just was kind of confused. Um, was on a few songs and yeah, it was great. I felt like, dude, a couple of the songs, the songs with Bert and then uh, a couple other ones, Bert from The Used. Um, it just felt like I got home from, you know, a long day in eighth grade. You know, walked downstairs, grabbed my after school snack, got my uh, my homework out and turned on, you know, some, some old Used. Or yeah, mostly the Used. And, uh, it honestly felt like I was doing that all over again. Just took me right back. A little angst, a little, uh, you know, just some pop punk fun. Gotta love angst. You gotta love, well, here's my take on it. Um, he needs to add more lyrics about getting out of this town and being with his friends. Cause <laughs> lyrically pizza. it's dark. The dude has some issues. He has issues, man. I mean, we're talking drugs on gravestones. I mean, that's Youngblood singing that part, but it's a Machine Gun Kelly song. Right. But I don't know what that means. I don't know what they're trying to prove, but they want to do drugs on gravestones. Is that right? Is that what it... Apparently, it hits harder. Maybe it's Halloween, dude. It could be. The thing I is, mean, it's, it's October. Like, maybe that's probably extra spooky. I'll be real. I feel like I'd feel a little more spooked if I'm, I was... I'm spooked watching the videos, <laughs> to be honest. 
Because this young blood guy looks like a hyena from the Lion <laughs> King. Does. The Lion King. Um, a little blown out hair. I don't know what's going on. He sounds exactly like Burt McCracken. The only way I kept asking you who's who, and you would say the guy with somewhat of the English accent. Sometimes he says better. Better instead of better. So um, very hard to distinguish the two. So the song is where he sings, and then they have Halsey and um, Bert singing. Those are the best songs, in my opinion, because Machine Gun Kelly sounds like a mix of Matt Skiba and Tim Armstrong. Dude, I, honestly, Machine Gun Kelly has the vocal range of the chair I'm sitting on. Like, there's not a whole lot of up and down. Not a whole Call lot of range. Me to forget you. It's, would you forget me too? You tell me you hate me. Just... Baby, yeah, I bet you do. Um, that's that's Machine Gun Kelly. Then Halsey, how's how do you say her name? Uh, I don't know. I Halsey? say Halsey. 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 She comes in and kills it. Um, she sounds like a Healy Williams, just like a pitch higher, um, which is awesome. She's got pipes, but uh, yeah, him singing is not great. I just hear Alkaline Trio when when he's actually singing. Right. Um, like you said though, that one song is it Forget Me? So Forget Me Too is the song with Halsey. Yeah. So listen to that one. That one has the best. Instruments. Right, the best instruments. Um, you just got to get past his voice. Just get past his voice. It's super trippy. It's really weird. It's kind of a fun little like, what the heck is going on type moment. Um, and then listen to I'm Not Okay with Youngblood. And then Body Bag with Burt McCracken. You Those don't need a body bag. Um, and then there's a few others that are pretty good. Shout but. out though, like, I'm actually happy about this because any more ears that are interested in this type of music, I mean... There's a lot of bands to listen to, and there's a lot of deserving artists that, you know, deserve some mainstream. So if this brings mainstream back to pop punk, like 2002 to 2005, that'd be awesome. The first rule of YouTube is never read the comments, but naturally, as I was getting sucked down this black hole at some late hour at night discovering all these songs, um, I went to read some of the comments, and a lot of people were on there commenting like, wow, I haven't listened to this music since like... 2003 like I'm gonna go back and listen to those things and so that's pretty cool I think he's opening the door it may not be like I mean the uh, as long as it gives other bands a chance um yeah. and bands that we would consider better like I think it's I'm all for it honestly I think it's been super interesting I've had a lot of the songs on repeat for the last two weeks um one person I think put it very very perfectly one of the comments was in quotes I'm adding this to the when the homies ain't around fire playlist <laughs> <laughs> so well, you may not want to admit that you actually enjoy it, but you probably do. Here I am broadcasting to the millions of listeners. I actually do enjoy it, but you'll feel like it's part of the add this to when the homies aren't around. What else is on that playlist for you? Oh, what else is on the when the homies ain't around playlist? I mean, we'll be honest. There's some pretty bad rap that's on there. Money bag yo. Um, go listen to me versus me. <laughs> Money bag yo. And then honestly, there's probably a lot of Drake songs that are on there too. For um, me, for me, it's Hold On by Wilson Phillips. That is one just of Just hold on, we're going home. No, not that one. <laughs> oh, that's Drake, my bad. Oh, <laughs> oh um, man. What else? No. There's, some, there's some Lil Wayne. Honestly, if you're listening, if you want some uh, Lil Wayne, uh, go listen to Surf Swag. <laughs> it's, honestly, it's fire. If the pre-workout isn't cutting it in the morning and you need a little extra juice, go listen to Surf Swag. Anyway, um, shout out to music. If you like music... Shout out to your When the Homies Aren't Around playlist. If Whoever you are, I'm sure there's songs on there that you're somewhat embarrassed by, but you do you, man. Everybody go listen and to it. Girl. Exactly. Yeah. Then respond to me. Don't worry. I won't, put you, I, I won't put you on blast. I'll keep it between you and me. Just tell me you like it, and, uh, and we'll move on. But that's, uh, that's where we are with that. So 
Shout out to music. Shout out to music. Okay, Cole, let's stay on some spooky. This is spooky in a different way. We're going to kind of stay on this vein. Okay. Okay. So, this is something that happened to me in 2017, probably. What are you laughing Nothing. about? I'm bad. Go ahead. What are you laughing about? Nothing. Go ahead. Okay. Okay. Anyway, um, are you. A- <laughs> you can edit this out if you have to. No, I'm keeping it. I was going to say, is that like okay in 2020? <laughs> I might have to edit that one out. (laughs) (laughs) We'll just put a bleep over that, the entire thing. Okay, go ahead. (laughs) Honestly, to our Patreons, we're going to need an extra $5 to $10 to bail me out of jail. So if you guys want to up your contributions on a monthly basis, please do. I'm I'm about to get canceled. (laughs) I'm just happy we're we're on cancelable. Okay, <clears throat> the professional that I am, I'll power through this. <laughs> That's what 270 extra milligrams of caffeine will do I'm, for you. I'm about <laughs> kicking in. <laughs> okay, so, Kolb, are you aware of the Mandela effect? Um, is that where you just really love the world and try and make the world a better place? Yeah, it's where you fight for social justice in South Africa. Then yeah. Yeah, there's another thing, too. <laughs> Tell me more. It's funny, we're talking about Nelson Mandela after that bleeped out segment. Um... Anyway, so this is a phenomenon. It happened to me personally, and I'll get into that, but I want to give some people an idea of what it actually is. So the Mandela effect is when a group of people, not necessarily connected, just random people around the world, remember or misremember something, usually in pop culture, um, that either took place or didn't take place or have a little bit of a different, um, a difference to it than, than the reality that it is. Um, the big example of this is actually Nelson Mandela. That's how it got its name. In 1985, apparently a bunch of people thought he died while in prison. Turns out he got out of prison and died a very happy old man in 2013. But people were shook because like, no, I specifically remember the news saying he died. Like it was a huge news cycle for like two weeks. Right. And everyone's all, you know, shaken up by it to their core or whatever. Anyway, I didn't know what this was. And then something happened to me when I was working at Aptivada. Okay. You're giggling about something. No, I was just looking. I know where you're going with this, so I was actually looking right. up some information. Right, right, right. So, shout out to Aptivada. Um, my two bosses, Tim and Creighton, took me there uh, to lunch. We went to Zaxby's. And Tim must have, like, just researched this, but he's like, Hey, Kurt, do you remember the movie Shazam? And not the new Shazam. This is before that superhero movie came out. With Sinbad. Yeah, with Sinbad. And I'm like, yeah, I remember Shazam 100%. And I start going down scenes. He's a genie. There's a scene with, like, some pizza... Um, shark, or it was either a pizza shark or like a land shark. I just remember his genie like crown thing that was like a turban but made out of gold. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. Anyway, turns out that movie was never made, never existed, ever. So they tell me that, and like I'm freaking out because I'm naming plot lines. They're laughing at me too. I'm like I'm naming plot lines. I remember everything about this movie, and they're like, "There's tons of people like you that thought it existed, but it didn't." And then we keep going down, like, what is the, what else is there? Then I find out that the children's book series, Berenstain Bears, actually isn't Berenstain, S-T-E-I-N. It's Berenstain, S-T-A-I-N. 
Baron Stain Bear. That's ugly. That's so ugly. It's I 150% know there's books somewhere that I own that's Berenstain. Or Steen or Stein. Berenstain, probably. Berenstain Bears. I think I called them the Berenstain Bears when I was a kid. Berenstain. It kind of the... depends on like the branch of Judaism that you come from, right? Exactly, right? And that's, I don't know if this is like some plot against... You know, Jewish people or whatever it is. I mean, they've had it hard enough. There are Maybe some they're anti-Semites trying to, out there, They're dude. trying to take away their children bear book series. Anyway, so I found that out. And I remember, like, exactly where we were at. Like, the table where we were sitting at. Because I was so, to my core, like, I've never had an existential crisis where, like... Because, you know, in your head, the everything world makes sense. Everything you question. You question I everything. I question my existence. Like, I question, like, for real, are there multiple dimensions? Like, that's a huge theory that, like... There's multiple dimensions, and some people are from one, some's from another. I know that sounds crazy, but when I know for a fact that's Shazam, and it was Berenstain Bears... So what's the Shazam thing? What do you mean, what is it? Like, so people think that you're getting it confused with the Kazam movie with, with Shaq. Shaq. I know exactly what that movie is. It was trash. Right, it was terrible. Shazam was good. A good kids movie that I've probably seen as much as I've seen Three Ninjas, which is a lot. Also a good show. Great show. So I don't understand what's going on. And, like, I remember just being so shook. Like, it was on my mind for a week. Like, I couldn't sleep at night. I couldn't, like, focus on anything else other than, like, seriously, where the hell am I from? What is life? I don't have the answers. I just remember I had the Berenstein Bears book where they go to the moon. I had a few other ones. But for whatever reason, this particular book sticks in my mind. And I... Have you ever met anybody of either Jewish origin or not with the last... Ending the the end part of a last name as stain. No, I don't know, man. I think this is gaslighting to the highest degree. It feels like, I mean, it maybe maybe worlds the world's coming full circle to get me because I don't know how many times when I was in uh, my high school days when I go up and ask my parents for twenty bucks and I said, hey, can I get that twenty you guys were talking about? And, you know, cause it was, you know, going out on the weekend or I needed some money for pizza. Shout out to Kaysville Domino's 497-9333 is their phone number. Um, because we dialed it so much in ninth grade, but <laughs> I'd go and like, I'd get, ask my parents for money and I'd say, Oh well, no, you said like, you said you'd give me some money last week. So, and they're like, no, we didn't. I'm like, yeah, honey, you said this and this, we were sitting in the car and you said this. And they really never said that, but I feel like now it's coming full, full, full circle to get me back, honestly, cause they start questioning everything. I it's a little bit of manipulation, and here we are in 2020, and you know the basic fundamentals of our youth are falling apart. So, so I I, I have a few more examples. I want to see if, if you know any of these. Okay, yes or no? Curious George has a tail. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say yes. He doesn't. But that that one's understandable because you just can't remember. But Curious George doesn't have a tail, but it is a Mandela effect situation. But he is a monkey. He is a monkey. A tailless monkey, huh? Okay, how do you spell Oscar Mayer, like Oscar Mayer Wiener? Okay, so this, it's O-C-A-R, mm -hmm. and then Meyer, they do something weird. It's M-E-I-Y-E-R? No. Is it not? No. I always thought it was Meyer, M-E-Y-E-R. Shout out to McKay Meyer, hop on that pogo stick, let's go. Let's go. It's actually M-A-Y-E-R, Oscar Mayer Wiener. Like, I, like John Mayer? Yeah. Well, that doesn't play guitars. Okay, <laughs> Monopoly Man. What do you remember specifically? What are some of his traits? The hat and the cane. The hat and the cane, and what else? The mustache. Did he the, have a the monocle? Optical. The monocle. No monocle. <laughs> what? He never had a monocle. 
Never once did. Is that Colonel Sanders? Does he have a monocle? Um, no, but the peanut guy does. Maybe. Okay, C-3PO from Star Wars. Right. Apparently, and I remember this, but did you know he has a silver leg? One of his legs are silver. And the, the rest are gold? Uh-huh. No. That's a thing. I know some people are their minds blown by that one, but I remember him having a silver leg, so maybe I'm from that universe. Okay, I'm showing Colby a picture. It's a Fruit of the Loom logo. One of them is just the fruit. The other one is a fruit with a cornucopia behind it. Colby, what Fruit of the Loom logo do you remember? <laughs> I feel like it's that one. Yeah, the one with the cornucopia. The one with the cornucopia. Chose. Never once did the Fruit of the Loom logo have a cornucopia. Never once. This one really shook me too, because I remember like looking at my underwear with that cornucopia on it. Dude, we've talked about conspiracy theories in the past. You know, say what you will about Wayfair, say what you will about 5G, say what you will about Bill Gates. We need to focus all of our efforts into Fruit of the Loom and why there's not a cornucopia there. <laughs> and I, okay, here's another thing I was reading. I, so I jumped into Reddit about this a little bit because it was freaking me out so much about the Fruit of the Loom one. Because Reddit I, guys dive deep. As I was doing my research on this, I found the Fruit of the Loom one, and it really shook me again, almost like, you know, as much as the Berenstain Bears right. thing. And this guy is giving us this story about how his dad, for sure, he worked his entire career at Fruit of the Loom, 35 years, and he calls his dad, he's like, Dad, did they have a... a cornucopia. Cornucopia. And he's like, yeah, we called it the basket as a joke, like at the office. And he says, Dad, it never happened. And his dad got pissed. He's like, no, I worked there. I know it was there. And... Apparently, these two people are from our universe because they found out just the hard way that it was never there. All I know is everybody just needs at home needs to go look these things up because there's some answers in the world or there's some questions in the world that need to be answered. And this is one of them. Here's another one. Okay. And this one shook me too. Okay. Go back to like iOS 4. All the emojis that they had, the fun emojis. Okay. Do you remember a robber emoji? Like running. almost, he's almost Sasquatching, but dressed up as a robber and running with a bag. Yes. Do you remember that? Carl one? Carl sent that on multiple occasions. Okay. Yeah. That one, and there's another like frontal where it's just like his face. He has like the striped black and white shirt, beanie on, and like the money bag over right. his shoulder. Money bag, yo. Never existed. So are you telling me that again? Tim Cook comes up again in another conversation, in the podcast that he might be up to this. He might, dude. Consider this. Listen, listen, listen. It never existed. That doesn't make any sense. Tell me what you're about to say. I was just going to say, I feel like if it didn't exist, why do we know about it? Again, this is obviously the Mandela effect, but there's been a lot of focus on Bill Gates being up to nefarious activities, and maybe Tim Cook is actually behind it all. It could be Tim. And he's putting the focus on Bill Gates Mm. as the scapegoat so we can slide out the back door with nobody looking. Or what if they completed Transcendence with Steve Jobs' mind and uploaded him into the cloud? His brain. And now he's just pulling strings he's on everybody like a marionette. strings, dude. Okay. For real, though. Honestly, that's why I just keep to myself. The robber emoji not once ever existed. People went back to old iPads that, on the old iOS. right now. Yeah, they went back and they would go through all the emojis. It, it's never there. People went back to source codes. iOS source codes to see if there was ever an emoji that existed as a robber. Not once. All I want to know is why. Why Why would these things be taken away and changed? What are they trying to do? Are they trying to make us go insane? Here's another one. Do you remember like... Question our sanity. Do you remember an emoji with like green flip-flops? Or like... Mm, do you not remember that one? Sounds vaguely familiar. 
I jumped on the iPhone train about iPhone 5. Okay. Well, whatever it was, it never existed. So that's the Mandela effect. Hopefully people that are listening were thinking about what we were saying and they're shook and you pull over. If you're driving, please pull over. Take a second to gather yourself again. We're here for you. I want anyone who's from my universe, the Berenstain Bears, Berenstain, Stein, not Stain, Stain Bears, Bears. Um, the Fruit of the Loom Cornucopia. Fans of the movie. Shazam. All you people come to me. I'm here for you. It's a support group, but... Um, I know what you're doing. these days? Can we find him? Can, we, can he, he, like, come talk to he us? He came out and said I never acted in that movie. That's insane. Crazy. All right. So, I don't know what's going on. Do, um, it's kind of fun to dive into this on the internet because you find things that you swear you remember but you don't and you have a moment of, is life a simulation? Um, yeah, so. That's where I'm at with that right now. Mandela effect. Um, Cole. Talk to me. Let's bring it down a little. No, we're actually going to get heavy again. Oh, boy. So, as everyone knows, we're in the middle of something called a pandemic. That's my tabs. And I think that maybe the greatest casualty of this, we just got wind of. Do you want to fill us in a little bit about what's going on? So, there's a certain location, a certain uh, place. We'll, We'll just call it a place because that's what it is. Where every single boy, and sometimes girls too probably went multiple times during their youth where they felt like they were either A, some sort of space soldier or B, some sort of spy or C, something else, I don't know, just a kid wanting to have fun. And that place is known as Laser Quest. Laser Quest, for all those who don't know, is is kind of like the top tier laser tag um, location. There's like some cut rate ones at like boondocks and some other places that just honestly aren't that good. If you're at all a self-respecting tagger, that's trash for you. There's only one real place. There's only one real place. I don't know how many birthdays I had. I had at least three birthdays in Arizona that probably were at laser quest or at least my birthday involved going to laser quest at some point with all the homies. And, uh, yeah, man, laser quest, the ultimate laser tag experience has closed their doors forever. forever. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, man. What? What? Uh, do you have a favorite memory from Laser Quest? There's a lot of good, good memories from Laser Quest. A lot of ups, a lot what, of downs. When was the first time you went to Laser Quest? Man, I was really young. I don't even. I don't remember. Um, I remember. Obviously, you can't say Laser Quest without bringing up Austin Cooper. He I sent me a snap a couple days ago. It's good to hear from. Him. I remember him doing like the Brazilian shake. He was almost unhittable. He was just like. A Slytherin snake out you there. You look like you got hit by a freaking curse from Harry Potter. Like, you're yeah. bouncing all over the place, defying gravity. Right. Um, I remember, like, taking the pledge that I wouldn't run, I wouldn't jump, I wouldn't climb on things. Verbally taking that pledge and then breaking it immediately. Um, I just remember, like, it's just a fun thing to go do that was competitive with my friends again. But it was, like, fun competitive, like, goofy. But it was, like, anything that you could do that kept track of scores, obviously, is going to get heated. Right. Um, so I just, I don't know. And I, I, I do love like, obviously you take pride on the high score sheet, but I loved when it was like, we'd go and some B rate kid that thought he was really cool showing off for all of his friends was like seventh. And there was like six of us there. So our friends would just run the gamut. You know what I mean? Yeah, dude. I remember speaking of getting heated. So I think it was probably for my, it was for my eighth birthday, if I'm not mistaken. And I had all my friends at Laser Quest. We're eating pizza, and it was a good time. And my parents were there, kind of putting it on. And my dad wanted to play around. For those who don't know, my dad—he's always in on the fun. Like, he'd play Halo with us. He played 
airsoft. He's 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 down for a good time. And so he played one of the rounds. And I remember at this point in time, there were some kids that were, I was turning eight. And there were some kids that at that time felt like they were maybe in their 20s, um, maybe a little bit like upper teens. I'm not sure exactly which. And they were on straight up bullies. So they were bigger than everybody. And they, they started pushing some of my friends around, like going around corners and like knocking kids over. And I, I just remember crouching behind a wall, hiding from one of my friends who was, who was shooting at me and I was returning fire. And all of a sudden my buddy who was, who we were kind of in a little firefight just gets blown over by some kid, literally just borderline spear tackled by some, like at this point, like I kind of think of him like Sid from toy story, but probably older. Mm -hmm. Um, he, I don't, I honestly can't remember how old he was, maybe 18. I don't know. It doesn't matter. And my dad was up on a, up on the bridge above and he saw it happen. And so I remember, I just hearing, I just remember hearing my dad yell at my, my friend who got hit. He's like, stay there. And he, my dad runs down and the kid is the kid that knocked him over is crouched and returning fire from basically the same spot where he blew my friend over. My dad comes up from behind and absolutely spears the kid, checks him into the wall. (laughs) 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 And the kid, he, he honestly went like, He probably, the wall was still probably like three or, I don't know, three feet away. I remember just seeing just bones, just a bag of bones, just flying into the wall and then collapsing in a heap. And so my dad was like checking out my buddy because he got hit pretty hard too. And like, he was making sure he was okay. And I think he may have actually been crying. And, and, uh, the, the bully like kind of got up and like looked at my dad and my dad just pointed for him to go away to get out of there. And the kid just kind of sulked, put his head down, and limped away. And it was honestly, I've never been more proud of my dad in my that's life. That's awesome. It man. was super dope. So that's my favorite memory. Shout out Todd. Anti shout out. Reverse shout out to bullies. Shout out to the bullies. Not, reverse. Not cool. Um, it's just, can things like laser tag or anything like that though, like, is it ever going to survive going forward? Yeah, I think it will. I mean. Obviously not laser quest and not maybe the cut rate laser tags like those will still be around I guess but I don't know hopefully there'll be a new generation of uh, of laser quest laser quest 2.0 once this pandemic's over yeah I mean all things considered I don't know I, I feel like there will be you just gotta make it Fortnite themed and kids will be coming in oh, droves gosh and that's the thing is it's not it's not whether it's related to the pandemic or not it's whether kids would actually be down to have that kind of fun yeah but um, any kid worth his salt that's where you become a man so. Put on your put, put on your pack, load up your gun, take the pledge, and get after it, kids. From boys to men. Bo- boys, eleven men. Motown, Philly. That's what you sing when you play laser tag, or at laser quest. But you can't anymore. So you guys are going to be little prepubescent kids forever. Um. Okay. Shifting gears again. We're like in sixth or seventh gear by now. Yeah. Maybe four twenty. Light it. <laughs> four twenty somewhere. Um. <sighs> We're shifting down maybe back to basketball. Finals are on. Um, game five was last night, right? Yeah. Um, probably the best game of the series. Oh, not probably. It was the best game of the series. Um, Butler threw the heat on their back. It's not over. They were down 3-1. Now they have a fighting chance. Maybe Dragic comes back. Goron, shout out. Shout out Goron. Shout out to the dragon. Um, but do we even care about what's going on in the NBA right now? Let's talk about ratings. Why are ratings down? Dude, are, I mean, I think ratings are down just because people can't just be as engaged. You know, there aren't people going to games. You know, it's not it. Um, it's just it's just a weird situation. It's not so, a time of year. It doesn't feel like basketball Yeah, it season. doesn't feel like it's basketball season. I mean, football's getting going. Obviously, baseball's in the playoffs. 
So I feel like, I mean, I don't know how bad ratings are down, but I mean, I haven't been as engaged. I did watch last night and last night was way fun. I think for me, it's the fans not being there. It's, it's taking its toll on like the excitement of the game. Yeah. It kills the atmosphere for sure. Yeah. Like I think the quality of basketball is still super high, but, um, and it's way fun. I think I've adopted the heat is kind of my, at least definitely my playoff team. We talked Hashtag about this last heat time. culture, heat culture. What up? And I think I've fully forgiven Jimmy Butler for uh, his antics and you know I'm, partially in Chicago and then in, in Minnesota because you can just tell that he he just doesn't put up a BS from teammates like he just wants teammates to play hard and they'll roll with and obviously Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins weren't that and uh, he definitely made fun of him and gave him a hard time and if he I think it's wins great. the finals especially the performance he's giving that that story of him playing with the third stringers against the Timberwolves and like shouting like you can't win without me. Makes it a whole lot cooler. Right. Just proves his point. He goes out and wins a championship with the Heat just a few years later. Jimmy's awesome, man. I mean, when you talk about a dog, I don't think there's a bigger dog in the league now than, I mean, a two-way player, like, like by its definition, a two-way, like, star. Yeah. Shuts down defense. Shuts down on defense. Can put the team on his back. I mean, his only true weakness is his, like, Ranged shooting. Yeah, yeah, I can't shoot. And dogs, I mean, typically can't shoot three. I mean, if you go back and watch Air Bud, they they have never really had a great, great jump at the shot. line. Great, great at the line. Great at the line. Honestly, quick on their feet, pretty agile. But dogs, you know, typically do have a hard time from three. So it makes sense. But other than that, yeah, Jimmy, he's he's the man. I love it. It's super entertaining. Um, last night's game came down to the wire. I'm stoked for tomorrow's game, game six. If this thing goes seven, I'll definitely be glued to the TV. So. Yeah, yeah. Shout so out Heat. Shout out Heat. Uh, reverse shout out Lakers. Screw you. Screw Lakers fans. Um, yeah, for me, just going back to, like, me caring, obviously I care, but this time of year, it's hard just to have that bandwidth of what's going on in your life, what's going on in sports, to fully dedicate it 100% to basketball. Right, and if we're being honest, I still have, you know, a bit of a, yes. bit of a scar on my heart oh, from yeah. how things went down with the Jazz, so it's it's tough, but at least at least the war, or the, I mean, the Nuggets are eliminated. I mean, yeah, I hate LA worse, but... Hopefully, if the Heat pull this off, um, I'll be I'll be pretty stoked. So, same, same. So go Heat. Hashtag Heat Culture. All right, Cole. Um, we can start winding it down here. We actually, I who knows how long this is gonna last. Colby threw out a mailbag. We have thousands of questions. Um, we had the the interns go through these and pick out a few of the best. We're going to address as many as we can right now. Uh, I think Colby's got it pulled up, so we're just going to dive. We're going to unzip this thing and dive right in. Shout out to everybody that submitted things. Um, some of the submissions that are both statements and questions can't be answered on this podcast, as this is a um, this is a public podcast. We we know that there eventually there's going to be an episode called "The Grass Is Greener After Dark" edition, where it might have to be released to paying subscribers only, and we may have we may just need a meetup actually, and. Uh, have some sort of like chat over the fire, like some fireside chat about the the true stories that can't be told over the airwaves because we don't know whose ears they're going to reach. And some of these are are pretty, uh, they're pretty insane, pretty insane stories. And so we'll get there eventually. And a few of these questions would have to be answered, uh, you know, over a uh, over a warm fire with uh, maybe some s'mores in hand. But so shout out to Wilding and this. <laughs> I honestly died at this question, and this is definitely one that cannot be read or answered. Um, he said, why? Thanks to the advice given from our legal team, we've decided to keep the next part anonymous and remove all parties and situations included. Please enjoy this music. 
Next up, <laughs> we have uh, Kyle Oborn. Shout out to Kyle Oborn, Kyle Chad. Um, hey, I, we played softball together like three games, but uh, shout out to your Instagram. Fishing looks fun, man. Shout out, yeah, seriously, he's, uh, he's ripping lips all day long. Um, he has a question saying, a few rumbles of the Knicks being dead set on acquiring Donnie. I'd like you to expound on how this isn't possible. Um, as in, and then in parentheses, new contract from the Jazz, question mark. The dude loves it here, maybe. So what are your thoughts on Don potentially being acquired by the Knicks, dude? Um, that If it ever happens, it's not happening this next round of a contract extension. We have first rights to him. We can offer more money to him. Um, I think Donovan's the type of guy that he's ingrained in trying to bring a championship to Utah. Um, every report that's come out, especially from sources that we trust, like TJ, shout out Tony Jones, um, sounds like Donovan's going to re-sign, extend, will happen for the first seven years of his career for sure. Yep. So, and I would say for sure the first five years of his career, like we can sign him to the, the extension. I mean, we can give him five years or whatever it is. Um, and there's always the possibility that if he's super unhappy, he can say, hey, well, I've got years left on my contract. I'd like to be traded. Yeah. That wouldn't generally happen in the first couple years of that. You would think, you would hope. Um, he's not that kind of guy anyway. And the Jazz are pretty dedicated to, you know, making you know, making the strides necessary to make this a freaking winning organization in, you know, more than just making it barely past the first round. So I think, you know, there's always those rumors about Johnny Bryant and he, he and Don are way tight, but you know, Johnny Bryant and Damian Lillard are way tight. They're from the same neighborhood. Like they're, they're super tight. Johnny Bryant and Gordon Hayward were way tight. We saw how that went, you know? So, you know, assistant coaches are important. You know, Johnny was a dog. He's dope, but I don't think that that's going to be the be all end all. Literally, the Knicks organization is a dumpster fire. Everybody knows it. Maybe they're turning around. Probably not. It seems like they're just cursed and not cursed. But yeah, yeah. cursed until James Dolan sells the um, sells the team and goes back to playing with his band. Um, <laughs> um, KD said, Kevin Durant said, no one wants to play for the Knicks because this generation grew up and they've sucked the entire time, which is true. When's the last like legit good Knicks team that you remember? I mean, Melo, they made the playoffs in like 2010. Or eleven, yeah, but they—I mean—they make a significant run. They didn't, yeah. So. Like, why would why would kids want to go play at Charlotte? It's like the same thing. I think that a lot of these people right. look at now. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, you play in the mecca, but yeah, I mean, Don and Donnie has ties to New York, but I just—I don't know. He seems like the kind of kid, and and I went through something like this with Robert Griffin the Third on the Skins, X Skins, rest in peace. Um, where like you have this cool young star that like is super marketable, that like has this personality that you feel like. I don't know, like, is going to draw people to him. He's, like, a great teammate. You hear all this stuff. But ever since RG3 got in the league, like, there was always those side reports of, like, he's actually kind of like this. Or he actually is kind of like a locker room cancer. He actually is kind of spoiled brat. You you don't hear anything about Donovan at all other than reports that this kid wants to win. He wants to win in Utah. And, like, all this stuff that's gone on on the political spectrum of, you know, the NBA and, and the movement for Black Lives Matter and things like that, like, Obviously, there were some comments that, like, you feel like, all right, if if a star of a basketball team is, you know, being talked to like this by the fans, he's going to want to leave. But I feel like Donovan, like, truly wants to try and make a change, and he takes that as another challenge to stay in Utah. It's, like, another thing for him to stay here and try and, like, you know, help um, others see the world the way he sees it. So I just don't see him leaving, not anytime soon. Yeah. I mean, you look at, like, the coolest most admirable championships in like the history of the NBA. You think of things like kind of the one-offs like Dirk, 
you know, staying and, and winning one for the yeah. Mavs. You think of like, even I think it's like the 78 or 79 Blazers. Like that's a huge one. I mean, you obviously think of the, the Cavs winning in 2016. Obviously it's a small town. It's the Cavs with their hometown kid, LeBron. Um, obviously he kind of had a stacked roster a little bit, but at the same time, it's like they overcame arguably the best team ever assembled at that point. Um, and when you think of like those, I mean, you think of the Raptors, which they, they kind of built that team. You know, it's not, you don't think of like the dynasty, um, you know, teams, I guess, obviously you think of MJ a little bit, but I don't know. I, I think it could be extra special if they can pull it off here. And I can't wait for that. Day. I just feel like a championship in Salt Lake City, Utah counts as like four or five rings, man. Cause just what you have to go against. If there's a league that's built for big markets to dominate. It's the NBA. Um, and I just, I just feel like you win one in a small market, it counts, it goes a lot further. Dude, when I think about the day that we win a championship, like, I don't know if I'll know what to do. Like, I, I can't even, I'm speechless even thinking about it right now. So we'll leave it at that. Probably turn on some Machine Gun Kelly and just bop, bop my head a little bit. You better have a freaking album celebrating it. You're going to win a championship. Well, I'm going to win one too. But okay. that's, yeah, I don't know. That's all. I, I'm now I'm just speechless, dude. I want to win a championship. Um, okay, next up. Uh, ooh, okay. So we've got a bunch of questions. Obviously, LeBron's playing. We're going to keep the basketball thing going. And uh, shout out to Madison Mangum. I've given him a shout out before. He submitted a few questions in the past. I can't wait uh, for uh, the time that he finally invites me to go with one with his crew on these hikes they go on. They go on some pretty dope hikes. It's some pretty cool places. So still waiting on that invitation. But uh, until that, we'll answer your question as well as a few other people. Alex Salati had the same question. And then shout out to intern Mark. He snuck one of his questions in here too. Mark, dude, come on. He's like kind of gaming the system a little bit, but that's okay. Um, still love you, Mark. And the question revolves around LeBron and Michael Jordan. Uh-huh. And this, we could have this conversation. This could, we could literally make our a podcast specifically about this and it would last two hours. But we're just going to kind of cut to the chase here. Who's the GOAT, man? LeBron or Michael Jordan? Like short answer is Michael Jordan. Um, long answer is... LeBron's career is not done yet. Um, my biggest thing is like, it's going to end up being not such an open and closed case. Like, if anyone does have some sort of case to go against MJ, it's going to end up being LeBron. Um, the fact that he's even in the conversation is amazing. I mean, it's year what seventeen for him. It's not sound like sixteen that. or seventeen. Yeah. He's in the finals yet again. Probably going to win his fourth ring. I know, like, the stain that everyone goes back to is, you know, 6-0 and in the finals versus whatever LeBron's going to end up being. Um, but I think you just got to look at it as a different, like, they're two different types of players. Like, the argument, like, like MJ is cut from the same cloth as, like, a Kobe Bryant. I almost feel like, in a, like, not to this level, but, like, Jimmy Butler's from that cloth. Where it's like, I'm going to go out and I'm going to win by any cost through myself and my competitiveness, right? Where LeBron is like, I'm going to come out and I'm going to beat you with my brain. Like, the way I look at and it... Braun. <laughs> Braun, literally Braun. Um, the way I look at it is like, MJ is like... So we're going to go into a little Greek mythology, a little Brad Pitt acting career. If you look at the movie Troy, MJ's Achilles. Shout out Troy Flint. Shout out Troy Flint. MJ's Achilles. He's just going to he's going to kill anyone in his path. Whereas LeBron is like Hector, Prince Hector, who they call the tamer of armies. Where LeBron's going to make everyone on his team better. He's going to understand what the other team's throwing at him and he's going to beat you through the X's and O's as well as just his amazing talent. And I'm not saying one of them like 
can't do the other. They're both incredible at every aspect of the game. But you got to kind of look at it as two different types of players. <sighs> but the short answer is MJ is still the best. Yeah, I think... Obviously, we have to look into what's the definition of GOAT, right? Who had the greatest career? What makes a career great? Obviously, I feel like Michael Jordan, if you're looking at, at his talent and skill compared to his peers at the time, he was probably higher. Like the separation his, between yeah, him the and the peers? the separation between him and his peers was higher at his peak than maybe LeBron. Because LeBron at his peak, there was still Kevin Durant. I mean, Kobe was still around. And that like there was maybe the gap between them is a little bit less. But LeBron was still surely greater. Obviously, LeBron, this is what's crazy. LeBron is, you could argue he's almost still at his peak. Not maybe athletically, but like from a production standpoint. And he's, he's still just throwing out games that you're like, wow, that's the best game he's ever played in right. his life. I mean, it's insane. Like even, and everybody's been riding LeBron's obituary since what, 2016? Like, oh, he's got maybe one or two good years left. And he's still performing at the highest level. He's still the best player on his team. I don't care what you say about Anthony Davis. That He's soft. Um, I wish Anthony Davis played hard, but... Um, I think if you were to pick a team right now, and I shot this out to a couple of our friends, if you had to win one game right now, and you're filling a team, but you had your first pick was between MJ or, or LeBron, who would you pick? And uh, who would you pick? Sounds like MJ. Is that right? Uh, yeah, probably. To win one game at their peak. Yeah. Okay. Win one game. Yep. Yeah. And uh, Jackson Stevenette said Jordan. Kowser said Jordan. Flint didn't answer because he was... Sick. I don't know, dancing to the Cupid Shuffle. Um, <laughs> shout out Flint. Shout out Squawktober. Um, shout out Brotherhood of Iron. Um, There's a plug. I feel like, uh, and I think, obviously it depends context-wise, depends who you're putting on the team, but I think I'd probably pick Jordan too. I think Jordan at his peak, you know, 92, um, is probably better than LeBron ever was. But I think LeBron's LeBron's had a better from a production standpoint, career minus the rings. And I guess when you look at it, basketball is all about winning, right? Yeah. And so, obviously, yeah, Robert Ory has championships, whatever. Like, he didn't lead a team. So, we're going to write that off. Yeah, he's got more rings than everybody. But at the same time, like, from a leader of a team, obviously, Kobe, I mean, got five, right? So, that's an, that's another thing. But yeah, I think, yeah. skill-wise, I mean, and he just wasn't quite there with LeBron and Jordan. But I think, like, right now... Kobe actually is a little bit disrespected in terms of who is the best of all time. Yeah. Um, he's like in, uh, like, you, you go through it and try and numerically do it. You might have to do it by tiers so you, like, people get the respect they deserve. Yeah. Because, like, I don't know. Like, throwing Kobe out and he doesn't make your top ten players of all time list, I just, it doesn't make sense to me. No. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I agree. Like, you choose one player to win a game, it's going to be MJ 10 out of 10 times. Um, but there's just so much to this argument that almost makes it impossible. The, the game's changed, like, rules-wise, the hand-checking and the illegal defense thing. Um, the talent level now is better than it was in the 90s from top to bottom. Um, I mean, kids play competitive basketball and get worked on since they're six years old. Right. <laughs> And LeBron spends $1.8 million on his body exactly. every year and partially steroids. I mean, did you see him yesterday? That dude is yoked. He's, he's on roids. I don't care what anybody says. I'm not necessarily <laughs> against it, but there's no way that that's natural. And maybe it is. I don't know. I found out, side note, I found out uh, some people that I know, um, that I, they're like pretty big, but I didn't think like they'd resort to going on steroids, and they have, and it all makes sense now. And so I know some like 
some people you don't expect might be on the juice. That might well, be if anyone was on the juice, it was in the '90s when that stuff was just everyone I mean, was on the juice. You do look at Malone. <laughs> Not, and, He's literally chiseled out of stone. Here's what's crazy, though. Here's what's crazy is LeBron. I don't know about now, but in 2011, 2012, when LeBron was like peak physical, LeBron. Yeah. He was he was 10 pounds heavier than Malone. Yeah. That's crazy. He's a freight train. And the way he moves, he moves like Russell Westbrook, and he's the size of. Carl Malone, bigger than Carl Malone. Dude's a freak. Yeah. Um, you also have to, like, when you look at, like, greatest of all time, too, who brought the game to the next level? And MJ made basketball what it is. Like, no question. Like, I mean, like, Larry and Magic did what they did in the 80s to get eyes on it. But then MJ became the Michael. Like, when you talk about other athletes in other sports, it's who's the Michael jo- Jordan of X, Y, and Z. Right. Of anything. Right. So, like, Bringing that type of, like, at, like athlete prowess and just celebrity, there's no one. There is Michael Jordan. There's everybody else. So yeah. you got to take that into. And, and in a weird way, you have to take that into account. Yeah, man. I think I've been back and forth on this for a long time, but I think MJ's the goat. That's just what it comes down to. LeBron is goat 2.0 almost, not yeah. goat, but he's he's like MJ's one A, LeBron's one B. It what probably like to settle the argument. It's going to end up being one A and one B probably. Yeah. And it's weird, and I'll probably change, but at this point, that's how I feel. Yeah, it's, um, I don't know, like, it's frustrating. Like, I know Le- LeBron's polarizing, but we in sports, like, especially during drafts and especially during, um, you know, new up-and-coming stars, it's always like, who's the next this? Who's the next that? This guy's a generational talent. Let's just, like, take it for what it is. When you say generational talent, like, LeBron is a generation of basketball. I mean, it's almost been 20 years of LeBron James in the league and there's you know there's people that sniff it there's people that get close year after year but when you look at like consistency and who's been up there um you got to take greatness for what it is um so yeah just shout out greatness shout out great athletes yeah I mean the mileage that LeBron has on his career I mean coming out straight out of high school and then going to the finals every year yeah I mean Jordan it's what's I mean Jordan missed one season entirely basically because of his I think it was his knee right or yeah. his whatever it was in like his second season uh or ankle or knee one of the two one of the two yeah but he ended up playing with Duke or no with with North Carolina just like in pickup games and stuff he and got then, in trouble for it didn't he yeah shout out to uh uh the last dance for uncovering that but um yeah man I think uh We'll go with that. And that's also, those. that question was submitted both by Madison Mangum. Shout out Alex Salati. Shout out Cole Brown. And then Mark wants to know, are LeBron's rings soon to be four? Who knows now? Could be a bit early. We'll see. Jimmy Butler might have something to say about it. But are his rings tarnished because it, he did it with three different teams? Uh, I don't I don't think so. I mean, in a way, like I know like he's chasing like better rosters. But in a way, too, like winning three rings with three, to, like the you're getting rid of consistency at that point, too. Like MJ won six rings with Phil Jackson. You know, LeBron's about to win four with three different coaches and different surrounding crews. Yeah. And so you think about like Kawhi, like everybody is like, oh, Kawhi's the man. If he goes to the Clippers and wins a ring there, too, like that's going to move him into like the upper echelon, like yeah. historically. And so I think LeBron should probably get the same treatment. I think it's more impressive than anything. Um, he didn't necessarily invent the super teams. I mean, obviously the, the, I mean, you could maybe say the Celtics were the first super, super team. People forget that. People do forget in 2008. Yeah. Um, and LeBron was still on, I mean, I don't know. We can go back in time. So I'm going to say, no, they're not tarnished. I think the only thing that really tarnishes his career is 2011. 
yeah, that, and he like that. He just choked. He straight up choked in 2011 against the Mavs. Um, I think it's I, yeah. I personally think the LeBron James that we have now wouldn't exist without 2011, though. Yeah, I think something it, changed. There was a paradigm shift that changed him, and he became a, a different super soldier. He became a different player mentally. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I mean, that was before he even won his first championship, right? Yeah. Uh, yes. Yep, it was. And then they won next year against the He won OKC, the next two. And then they beat the Spurs. And then they lost to the Spurs. And then they lost to the Warriors. And then they beat the Warriors. And then lost to the Warriors. And then lost to the Warriors. And lost to the Warriors. Lost to the Warriors twice. And then... And then they didn't He went to LA, it, didn't make LA. it, and now he's in now the finals game. Crazy, man. Okay, speaking of goats, dude. <laughs> speaking of goats. Ryan Osterlo. Shout out Ryan Osterlo. Um, one of my buddies from... Uh, formerly from my currently employer, but he's, he's moved on to grass to greener fields. You could say, um, call him Lance Armstrong these days. He's a bike machine. Um, he asked us to drop our wisdom on the controversy between the Chick-fil-A and the Popeye sandwich. So, which is the goat essentially is what we're getting at here. And we can break this down. Let's break this down in the name of science. If you guys didn't listen to last podcast, Kurtz had some issues with his gallbladder and uh, I put my body on the line. He put his body on the line. He, we're playing on the edge here, um, but the people need to know. So we got the spicy chicken today. Before this recording, I stopped by Popeye's and uh, picked up two two Chick-fil-A sandwiches. One is spicy. One is not. Not Chick-fil-A sandwiches. I'm, Popeye's sandwiches. I apologize. And this segment actually is brought to you by both um, Popeye's chicken and Chick-fil-A. Um, they, they threw some money at us. So yeah, we're going to do this. Segment. Yeah, we, we figured it's a, it's a must and, and Osterlo's in on it too. So we appreciate that. So after much, I mean, this has been a huge thing in pop culture. What's the better sandwich? And it's been debated this way and that way, but I think we've come to the definitive answer, the definitive answer and Kurt, break it down. This is a very weird thing for me. Okay. I'm going to break it down by part by part. Bun. Popeye's is better bun. When I just like they're they're spread like they're they're because I obviously Chick Fil A sauce is amazing but this is just like the sandwich nothing else that just comes on the sandwich their little spread that they have to make it spicy is good their chicken is nice quality chicken thick and juicy it doesn't feel gross at all and the breading is crispy and flaky and they take the cake on on everything when it's added up against everything. But for some reason, when it's put together, Chick-fil-A sandwich is just more than the sum of its parts. It's just, for some reason, it all fits better. It just fits together better. So when I'm eating the sandwich, I enjoy Chick-fil-A sandwich better. And I am a spicy deluxe guy. This is the thing. I'm I'm not a fast food guy. I almost never go. Um, I was talking to somebody a couple days ago and they asked, when was the last time you went to McDonald's? And I literally couldn't even, like, it's maybe been... Five years, maybe more. On the flip side, I am a fast food guy, so. And, like, Taco Bell, I mean, maybe once this year. Like, but I do frequent Chick-fil-A on, on multiple occasions. And not on multiple occasions, it's every couple months, but that's a lot for me. And I'm a big Chick-fil-A supporter. And so, I kind of went in with a little bit of a bias. I went in kind of holding Chick-fil-A sandwich above um, above Popeye's or really anything else, despite not having tried the other ones. Um, and so... I'm going to say from a sandwich standpoint, and it may be an effect of novelty. It may be just because I'm so used to the Chick-fil-A sandwich and I haven't had a chicken sandwich in a long time. The Popeye sandwich was really good, dude. It was good. It was really good. That said, the Chick-fil-A sandwich is really good. It's really good. 
So and I'm gonna. This is what I'm gonna say. And this is similar, like kind of going back to LeBron or MJ. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give the Popeye sandwich a slight nod. Whoa. And again, it might just be the novelty effect. It Whoa. might just be the novelty effect. But I'll give it the slight nod. But but tell me this, Kurt. If I said, hey, I'm gonna give you a hundred three dollars. Why hundred three? Just listen. A hundred three dollars, and you're gonna have to take a punch from Mike Tyson to the face. Or 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 I'll give you a hundred dollars and I'll give you a massage. And not me, it will actually have we'll have a hired professional give you a massage. And you know what? We'll throw a full night's sleep on top of it. Would you take the hundred dollars? And the massage? Yeah. Or would you take the 103 and the gut punch? Oh, man, I love I, I love pain, but I'm going to take the $100. Okay. So, driving up to Popeye's today, I uh, first of all, the line, it, t- it took about, I mean, there were two or three cars in front. It took about 20 minutes to, to get my sandwich, to place my order and get my sandwich. Um, in the drive-thru, finally, when I actually pulled up, they said, thank you for coming back to Popeye's. Thanks for coming back. I'd actually never been to Popeye's before. Mm. So I feel like they're assuming things that shouldn't be assumed. Mm. Um, That's big. So yeah, it was, it was, I mean, we know what happens with assumptions. You make an ass of you and me, you know, when you assume, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. so um, as they say, and as I'm ordering, I order the sandwich, I order what you want, I order what I want. And then I say, by the way, you know, I've been kind of running around, went, you know, did the gym thing. I was craving a little bit of a shake. So I say, Hey, what kind of shakes do you guys have? No. Oh. We don't have shakes here, sir. No. So I'm like, all right, that's fine. All right, I'll take my, I'll take my stuff and we'll go. So I get to your house. I unwrap the stuff. I unwrap my sandwich and good. No pickle. Didn't want a pickle. Good. We're good there. But there's a, a slight smidgen of mystery sauce on the bun. Just a tiny bit on the outside of the bun. Don't know what it is. You got, you know how I feel about condiments. They're kind of the, the bane of my existence. Um, so eh, a little knock there. Ultimately. I feel like I kind of took a little bit of a punch to get that a slightly better sandwich. Yeah. And so as a result, will I be going back to Popeye's? Mm, maybe. <laughs> will I be going back to Chick-fil-A? Yes, I will. Wow. What a break. And I'll be getting a shake. I will say I went to Chick-fil-A for Emily yesterday and it was a huge line and the way they are set up, they are a well-oiled machine, man. You get you see that line, it's intimidating, but you know it's gonna take maybe five minutes to get through that thing. Yeah. So shout out to the way they do it. And if you say, I don't care, just give me the sandwich, it's that's not how it goes. It really we we all know, don't lie to yourself. That's not it. So that's the answer. Um, give me Chick-fil-A all the time, even though the, the Popeye sandwich might be just a tiny bit better. All right. Good takeaway, Cole. My pleasure. Mm. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, next question. And then we got to wrap this thing up. Okay. Well, actually, we got a few more. All right. Emily's going to kill you probably. It's okay. All right. So shout out to T-Bunny Wilding. Shout Tom out to Wilding. I haven't seen him in a minute. We played basketball a while ago and it was a good time. He asks, what is the best slash worst Halloween candy? Kurt, fill us in. I want to take this. I want to take this question. I'm going to just change it a little. No, I don't even think I'm going to change it a little because I actually truly believe that candy corn isn't only the most overrated. Halloween candy. It's the worst Halloween candy. You're eating flavored wax. And who in the hell wants to go out of their way and buy corn flavored candy? Corn. Seriously? It doesn't taste like corn. I don't go digging through Skittles looking for corn, the corn flavor. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm going to invite you to read 
the ingredient list where you'll see probably a lot of like corn syrup. Yeah, a lot it's of it. Corn. Probably, probably a lot. And what's this thing that like you eat five of those and it's the equivalent of a donut? I don't believe that. Yeah, that's false. That's just a simple simple math is not yeah, not working. I, out I just there. feel like just if you're looking at the size of it, there's no way that works. But anyway, candy corn is gross. Candy corn has actually grown on me a little bit. And this is this is what I'll ask is because there's sometimes where people say like, yeah, I don't really like it. And then they like won't eat it. And there's some people who say like, I don't like it, but I'll eat it. And there's some people who say, I don't really like it, but I'll eat it. And then I might go back for more. That's kind of me. Like if I have like two or three candy corns, I'm like, yeah, I'll, like, I'll probably go in and grab a couple more. It's like a Cheez-It though. You eat Cheez-Its because they just keep you coming back even though it tastes like cardboard. It's, they are kind of like that. Here's the thing, man. And in the, in the same candy corn, people make those little pumpkin things too. You're, it's wax. It's literally wax. I try it every year thinking, you know what? This is great. It's festive. I want to eat this little traffic cone looking candy because it's a Halloween tradition. It is garbage. It's not good. But I'll still eat it. No. That's what I'm going to say. I will try it once a year to see. It's the same thing, Kolb, as like, like acquired taste. You're just convincing yourself you like something you don't like. That's all an acquired taste is. Okay. But same you're, thing. You're going to tell me that bazooka gum is better? Yes. 125%. Oh, my. I, bazooka gum is fantastic. Shout out to the doctors and surgeons and uh, I don't even know the word. Ear, nose, and throat doctors out there. Can we like get a test on Kurt's taste buds? See if they're intact. Your bazooka gun is, gum is garbage. I'd honestly fill my blood with bazooka. candy corns before you eat bazooka gum. The little the little yellow package, blue wrapper, and the pink. That's the that's perfect bubble gum. The the size of the yeah. I mean, when you chew bazooka gum, you can have fun. You can blow big bubbles. You can see how much you can fit in your mouth. You can do all that fun stuff. Candy corn is just I'm gonna eat trash. Bazooka gum is literally like Play-Doh. That and Double Bubble, by the way, also another Halloween candy that is absolutely garbage. Now you're, I'm offended. <laughs> double Bubble. I'm convinced that Wolverine's adamantium is made of Double Bubble. Oh my. It's that strong. I mean, Bazooka, you get it's the- that gross. You get the tattoos in it. You have fun time. Double Bubble, you can blow. I mean, like- No. Let's, let's no. have competitions as friends and then wax. Give me Big League Chew. Amen. I'll, I'll, Give me Bubble Tape. Or give me death. Or right. obviously classic, some, you know, it's typical chewing gum. I feel like if I get like a double bubble or bazooka, I'm like, I'm in for a little, it, yeah, it lasts 15 seconds, the flavor, but I'm in for a treat. No. Anyway, best. I'm going to shift gears on okay, you and talk the best? best. Obviously, the goat of the candy for Halloween is a peanut butter cup. I feel like that's now, that's across the board. Everyone's going to agree. First of all, Reese's alone is probably the best candy out there. You throw in, well, chocolate, best chocolate treat. You throw in, like, it's orange, it's black, it just fits. Right. Right? You get the little share, not the share size, not the mini peanut butter cup, but, like, just the single yeah, wrap, the big cup. Reese's. Right. Yeah. Classic. I don't need to go into that. But a treat that I enjoy, and I feel like it's a great Halloween treat, is the caramel-covered co green apple suckers. Absolutely. Those are great Halloween this. treats. Yeah, I'm going to have to say the best, the best Halloween treat is honestly whoever's you know there's always that one neighbor that's giving out the king size bars oh, yeah. and they they become the heroes of the neighborhood for probably 2 to 3 months and then mm -hmm. everybody forgets about them until they come back around so whoever's giving out king size shiz you are that is that's the best like that's what it comes down to whether it's a 100 gram bar whether it's almond joy I don't care what about three musketeers whether it's snickers three, three musketeers and milky way are honestly kind of d list okay. d list candy milky way's okay now give me a snickers every day or but, a crunch bar 
<laughs> crunch bar's classic, dude. Crunch you get a little is, crunch bar that says crunch across it when you open it. You don't like it? Uh, they're okay. I'll, I'll eat it for sure. What about Kit Kats? Great. Here's another, Kit Kats are great. Here's Underrated. another Mandela effect for you. Does Kit Kat have a dash in it? I feel like it would, but it probably doesn't. It doesn't. Of no. course. Mandela. Of course. Yeah, we're being played with. Um, Shout out. We got to bring up Laurie Barnes here. Shout out Tom. His mom would do king size candy bars, donuts, and hot chocolate at her house. You want to talk about extra? Go to Laurie Barnes' house. Dude, I can say I never frequented the Barnes house back in the day, but now I'm along with, the, along with the Mandela effect. I'm questioning everything yeah, and why I missed didn't make out. it there. That sucks. Okay. Shout out to Tommy. Those are good questions. Reverse shout out candy corn. Reverse shout out to candy corn. Um, okay. Next up, we have... Um, Austin Burtonshaw with a few questions. Beesh. Shout out Beesh. Uh, he's probably at Bear Lake right now. Um, Berg, at, or he asks, Berg's dating world update. That is also something for another time. The date I went on last podcast time turned out to be great. It was a good time. Um, but it is uh, an interesting time in, in Berg's world of dating. And uh, Kurt knows because I've kind of got him up to speed with everything Are we gonna going to table on. that for next week? We're going to have to table it for next week. Actually, it'll be part of the Patreon Um will be it'll be the after dark edition because there's uh not that i i just i'm just gonna leave it there welcome it's, to the grass is greener after dark do i sound like a radio guy yeah that sounds pretty good cool. casey case okay so we'll get to that later okay this one's fun so b shaw says i want kp to provide a 30 second filler of the mlb playoffs who are you rooting for or top plays before we do this kurt probably hasn't watched one single pitch or one single highlight of the MLB playoffs at this point, and we'll get into that. We've had actually some good playoff uh, moments yeah. in baseball, but this just isn't one Oh, of for them. sure. I can get my takes. So we, you've got 30 seconds. Let okay. me pull up the thing. All right, so what's what's going on? Okay, are the Reds still in it? <laughs> no. Okay, were the Reds in it at the beginning? Uh, they were. Okay. Uh, Shout out Amir Garrett. Dang, man, I wish they would have won. Uh, Marlins, are they in it? They just got eliminated. Okay, what about the Mariners for Carl? Uh, no, unfortunately they didn't make it. Neither did the Dimebacks. Okay, um, Dodgers still in it? Dodgers still okay, in it. Okay, so I want the Dodgers to win. Okay. Um, anyone but the Astros. I definitely know what's going on there, so anyone but the Astros. But wouldn't you like to see a Dodgers-Astros World Series where the Dodgers get their revenge? I would like to see that. That's the best storyline, but also the Astros not making the playoffs would have been a better storyline. It also would have been a better storyline, but that's not the case. That's not reality. Okay. Maybe the Mandela effect will come in there too, and maybe they'll be erased from the playoffs somehow. But at this point, for in, B- in our current reality, the Astros are in the playoffs. For Bishaw's sake, are the Yankees still in it? Uh, they just got eliminated last night by the oh, Rays. Man. Aralus Chapman, Aralus Chapman, the Cuban missile that throws a million miles an hour, yeah. gave up a home run in the eighth inning, and uh, it was a two-run shot. Well, at least he has his championship with the Cubs, Colby. I know my baseball. At least he does. Um, also, a pretty egregious domestic uh, dispute record, but we're not going there. We don't need to go there. We don't. Not this time. Okay. Um, so, yeah, we've got uh, – yeah, I'm going to say I'm cheering for the Dodgers at this point. Um, hopefully they yeah they I'm gonna cheer for the Dodgers actually too. also the Braves though shout out to Wilding the Braves still are in a it? fun team okay 100% in on the Braves for Wilding okay it's the so this is the basically the semifinals this is you could say the Western Conference Championship yeah, the AL the, the, yeah the, the NLCS LG, yeah NLCS mm-hmm. and the ALCS yep yeah Go Braves what's their do they have a cheer a specific like hashtag or? uh well they they used to do this and he's chopping he's making chop a chopping motion, motion but that might not be public or uh PC anymore what's the word I'm looking for Politically correct. Uh, yeah, that might not be politically correct anymore. So that may have been done. Anyway, later. so I'm doing this. I'm doing the chopping. Chop on, now. chop on, baby. Chop on for wild. <laughs> um. Anyway, so we're moving along here. Sorry. Uh, 
B-Shaw, quick question. Thoughts on Jazz Jordan uh, statement jersey, yellow jersey in general? It's the worst. Yeah. The yellow jersey is the worst. Donovan absolutely hates it. The, the rest players of the don't like it. it. Why are they bringing it back? It doesn't make any it's sense. It's confirmed it's I, coming back, right? I don't think it's confirmed, but there's some reason to believe that it might be. There's They're not it's doing gross. us any, any... Quit forcing the yellow on us. Let's get a new thing. Agreed. Agreed. Um, next question. We're flying through these. Uh... Bisha asked about the coronavirus. We'll have to go into that one another time, I think. Um, about it's, encounters or scares. Kurt has a few. I have a few. I'll just go... Uh, maybe not right now. Okay. Let's just say I've, I've been exposed a few times. We're going to knock on wood. We're going to knock on wood because we actually don't want the virus. Um, also asking us about politics. All I'm going to say about politics, Bisha, is I love America. We're all on the same team. Uh, I don't necessarily like China. I think they're up to some shady stuff. I don't necessarily like other potential countries like Russia. And it sucks that we're so divided because I think we have bigger fish to fry. And that's all I'm going to say. I think just vote, right? Like, um, whether or not whoever you're voting for, just go out and make sure you vote. Yeah, we're all, and we're all on the same team. Treat each other right. That's uh, that's what I want. Everybody should work hard and uh, do the best they can. Um, we're really good at deflecting questions, Cole. Yeah, I know. And we're, I know that uh, we have responsibilities here that we need to uh, get to. So we need to cut this thing short. But... Um, who cooks more? Asks Wilding. Kurt or Berg? I don't know. How often do you cook? Every single day, three meals a day. <laughs> Except for the random date where we go out and grab food or something. I don't really ever grab food by myself. What's cooking for you though? Like, give me a meal. Um, so I'm a big fan of what we call meat cereal or dude cereal, where basically you put a half a pound or a pound of grass-fed organic beef, 85-15 uh, ratio. Beef, not turkey. I remember your turkey. A little bit of both. Here. Yeah, I'll, that, I'm gonna be lunch, but dinner. Throw in a pound of that in the frying pan, uh, grill it up a little bit, maybe put some some sort of seasoning on it, sometimes not, but ultimately <laughs> just fry it up, throw it in a bowl, chop up an avocado, put some hot sauce on it, some salsa, okay, call it good. There you go. At least you have some sort of flavor. It's honestly so good. I could eat it every day. Here's, that, sometimes it's ground beef. Here's my type of cooking, okay? So you get a little bit of um, bourbon uh, soaked maple syrup. From Harmon's. Okay. Get a little soy sauce. Okay. Get a little ginger. Yeah. Get a little uh, whatever else the ingredients are. Make yourself a homemade teriyaki marinade. Throw some chicken in there. Some some nice nice little uh, uh, tenderloins. Right. Let it soak for maybe even a day. Okay. Grill it low temperature. Uh, might take might take forty five minutes, but the low temperature is very specific to keep that juicy. Okay. Then you make sure your chicken's a hundred and 65 degrees inside. Right. Pull it off the grill. Learn that from the Instapot. Yeah. Um, now you got yourself some nice, yummy, homemade chicken teriyaki. Maybe do a little rice on the side. Maybe do some steamed veggies. And you got yourself a meal. So you can even have, you can either have Colby's meat cereal. <laughs> Dude cereal. Meat, meat cereal is <laughs> better because it really t- tells you what it is. Or you can come over and have some flavor. So whatever... More Colby, obviously. I mean, not to get 1955 on you, but, you know, Emily does most of the cooking. Um, a lot of that is we're not against to, We're going to have to bleep that out. No, 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 no. <laughs> because most of it for both of us is we're heating up some sort of Trader Joe's meal because right. we don't have time because we have a little hellion child named Jameson right. who takes up a lot of our time. But, um, yeah, Colby cooks more. That was a really long-winded answer for me. This is the thing. If you want a more distinguished, pro- probably better tasting meal, you'll go to Kurt. But if you want to get fuel at this point, <laughs> and I'm not cooking for anybody else. I'm cooking for myself. I want to get in. I want to get out. I want to get on to other things. The food tastes good, relatively healthy. 
I probably I do cook every day, so I think I do by a little bit. By a lot of it. A lot of it. Okay. Um, we've got a few more questions, but I think no, Kurt. I think, come on, just answer. We've got it. Okay. Okay. So Wild Thing also asks, what sport do you two enjoy watching the most? Um, if I was just to say sport straight up, I actually am going to choose football. If I'm choosing between my two favorite teams, the Washington football team and the Jazz, uh, the football team does not put out a winning product, so it gets really old really fast, and it's not as fun to watch, so I'm going to choose the Jazz right now. Okay. And I'm going to pick basketball as well. And that's partially because the MLB, and I've got a huge beef with Major League Baseball because I live in Utah. If, in case people don't don't know that, for all those out-of-state listeners, I live in Utah. Greater Salt Lake My favorite area. team is the Arizona Diamondbacks. We live in the Colorado Rockies market, which means if I get I get MLB's extra innings every year, which grants me access to all, all the team's games all year round, except for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Now, generally, um, if you live in the market of a certain team, you don't have access to that team's games. So, for instance, I shouldn't have access to the Rockies. Screw the Rockies. I don't like the Rockies. I would never watch the Rockies on purpose unless the Diamondbacks are playing them. But for whatever reason, due to blackout restrictions, Arizona Diamondbacks games are blacked out. So I can never watch them play Weird. unless they're playing the Rockies. So Weird. they've the MLB has contributed to a major decline in my appreciation for watching baseball. You're shooting yourself I can't in the foot, Major League team. Baseball. I tweet at them every year on opening day asking them why I can't watch my favorite team when I live in the Rockies market and my team is the Diamondbacks. So hopefully they'll get out to me. I know we've got a few listeners from the... From, from New York and uh, hopefully the front office of Major League Baseball. So that's where I'm at with that. Dang. Um, dude, that's everything. That's it? That's it. That's all the questions that we want to address today. There's hundreds more that we'll have to sift through that maybe we can answer next time. But, dude, what do you, what do you got on tap the next this next week? Um, get this podcast up. I want to help this intern get it edited. Um, football tomorrow. Um, work next week. Dude, my life's a routine, man. I'm just going to watch Jamie grow up. Dude, that's fun. Um, so are you going to, we've got a challenge, a fitness challenge coming up in November involving push-ups and pull-ups and running the mile and doing some body squats. You, you ready for that? Not ready yet, but I'm going to try and get ready before November. Okay. We got to make this thing a movement. So if you're listening out there and you want a fun little challenge, um, we'll, uh, we'll tweet it out. We'll send it out to you. We want to get as many people participating as possible. Um, it really is just pull-ups, push-ups and squats. And then you have to run a couple miles, um, every single day couple or one you just alluded one now you're saying couple well you run a mile and then you do the push-ups pull-ups and squats and then you run another mile you can walk the mile you can do anything you want but you have to do the mile it's part of the thing you can do it as slow as you'd like it takes 16 minutes typically to walk a mile you can do that too but uh you can have the workout typically done within an hour for sure and uh it'll be fun all right well well, uh, for the sake of the radio i'm in okay and we'll have a we'll have a before and after conversation but we'll talk about that next time until next time, Colby. Signing off. Signing off. This is the Thoughts Insider Head Podcast. We'll talk to you soon. What's my age again?